all today. I don't know if I, I may not make it all. If we don't, we'll, we'll finish it up next week. Because uh, a couple things I, I want to tell you about the kingdom of God. This is, um, uh, the title of this is the part three has been the year of you first. Those of you that are back there in line uh, giving up or give, giving, uh, you know, to the Lord, you just, you won't, this is kind of review here a little bit. But uh, First Peter, the fourth chapter, verse seven, is, is very significant in this. And what it says is, the end of all things is at hand. Now, I want to stop there for just a moment because I feel something that, that I'd love for you to come on Wednesday nights, uh, get, get some things like this. In the end days, there are going to be th- some things that seem good that are not good. Uh, people talk about things that are lawful and unlawful and think about things that a believer should do or should not be involved in as a Christ follower. There are going to be some things that are lawful and seem good but that are not good. And so you've got to be sure that as a believer you have the discernment of the Holy Spirit and you do not be deceived. Someone say, Holy Spirit, help me. You do not want to be deceived in these end days. And in Scripture, please, um, that says then that the the end of things is at hand. I want to keep that up there. The end of things is at hand. Say it's happening right now. Come on, say it's happening right now. You got to be aware of that. You got to be alert that things are happening right now, and they're happening fast. So you've got to be you've got to be aware. You do not have time. If we keep this up there, please. You do not have time to move into mediocrity or to a state of neutral. As a believer, you need to keep growing. You need to keep going deeper. You need to be alert. You need to be aggressive. You need to be advancing. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore. Be serious. I've used this word here the last couple weeks. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. So in other words, the end of things is at hand. It's happening right now. We need to pray. We need to pray. A believer should pray. Your communication line to God is prayer. God wants to have fellowship with you. It's not just you having an agenda, telling him what is on your mind. Prayer is, 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 is communication. He wants to talk to you. You need to meditate. You need to listen to what he has to say. But you've got to be serious about it. You've got to be serious. A serious seeker. That's what we're talking about here. So a couple things I've given you for this year. Number one is that this is going to be the year. Number two things. The year of you first. That is God. The year of you first in everything. I'd like for you to say that with me right now. Say you first in everything. I mean, being alert on that, being mindful of that, not just doing things and saying, oh, God bless it. No, but you're putting him first. The second thing is, it's the year of glorifying him greater in everything. Everybody say glorify greater. So this is the year that you're putting God first. I mean, you're being very serious about it. Why? Because we're at the end of all things. And so prayer in the Holy Ghost, prayer in the Spirit is going to help you to put God first. You're not left on your own. The Holy Spirit will help you to put God first. And the Holy Spirit will help you to glorify God greater. Where? Glorify Him greater in your thinking. We want to think your thoughts. Say, think your thoughts. We want to walk in His ways. Because his ways are higher. And the third thing that we want to do, we want to say his word. 
I declare over you this year, may your vocabulary and your language be filled with the living word of God. Not criticism, not division, not debates. You let God handle everybody else. Let the words come out of you glorify greater than what you ever have. Amen? Instead of going around your house saying, this old dirty house, I wish I had something else. You go around your house and say, thank God that you gave me shelter. I got a little leak here and I got a little, little, little pain over there and I need a new porch, but thank God I got something to work with. Hallelujah. Because God, you told me, hallelujah, if I would be diligent with this, you'd give me something greater. Amen. I'm going to get this better because something better is going on. I'm going to go up to Clinton. I'm going to go to Gary Pack Lumber and I'm going to get me some new lumber and I'm going to work and I'm going to have a blessing out there, Brother Pack. Hallelujah. And I'm going to work on this deck because if I fix this deck I got a bigger deck coming how am I going to know how to fix a big deck if I can't fix this one Hallelujah, the words out of my mouth are not gonna be, God, I can't believe you gave me this old clunker when you gave my neighbor. I parked again. You may say, I went to church and parked to somebody that they had a big old Cadillac and God, you gave me a clunker. You better praise God for their Cadillac because you got one coming possibly. If that's what you need, can I have a witness here, somebody? All right? And so I remember a day uh, when a pickup with just an old old vinyl floor, I mean, you could take a hose and wash right through it. How many know what I'm talking about? I remember when a pickup had some wooden sideboards on the back of it. I remember the first time I got into a Chevrolet Silverado. It had that crushed velour and had those, those power windows. Our pickups used to have power windows. Come on, can I get a witness right there? I mean, it was power all right. We didn't have, if we had a, if we had a sliding back glass, it's because there was a hole in it where the dog could stick his head in. Come on, I got any rednecks in here with me today, amen? And now pickups are platinum and king ranch and high country, amen? And they cost more than a Cadillac, amen? So you gotta be careful, amen? They cowboy Cadillacs. What I'm saying to you is you be thankful for what you've got and you fill your mouth with God's words, hallelujah, and you prophesy to your situation. You get serious about this. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a couple things. Number one, we're going to seek him like we've never sought him. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, now I want to give you a little break here. We've, we've been involved in 40 days of fasting and praying here at the Church Alive as we start out these first 40 days. Now, we're at day 21. Amen. Some of you have been doing uh, just vegetables. You've seen the last green bean you want to see. Can I have a witness? Somebody said you need to go through Burger King and get that impossible burger. Amen. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to get a burger, you get a real one. Can I have a witness here? Somebody. Amen. I mean, last thing I want is an impossible Whopper. Well, I know a few of you have done it. It's all right. I mean, nothing wrong with it. Amen. But if I'm going to get a burger, I want a burger. Amen. You're going to be all right. You're going to live through it. Amen. Somebody prophesied David's burgers is coming. <laughs> <laughs> it may be March, but they coming, all right. Here's what I'm going to propose to you we do in the next, 20, the next 20 or so days. I'm going to encourage you, 
Here's what we're going to do now. Now, you, you, you continue your diet however you want, your food, whatever you want, your fasting mode, whatever that you want. I preached a message on Wednesday night. It's about fire, not food. Your, your, your lack of food or the way you eat does not move mountains. It's prayer that moves mountains. Amen. So the last thing you want to do is go without food and then don't pray. You're starving your body and your, and your faith. If you're not going to eat, pray. And if you eat, sure, pray. Amen. And so here's what I'm going to propose to you. Do we do the next 20 days? Let's declare every Tuesday a fast Tuesday for the next four weeks. Number one, for the next, for the next four Tuesdays. Everybody say, next four Tuesdays. So I'm not asking you to do 21 days. I'm not asking you to go three. The worst fast, I, I believe the hardest on you is to fast three days because you're just hungry all three days. But if that's what you want to do, whatever you're doing, God's called you to do. But at least do this with me, fast every Tuesday. Now, for the next four weeks, how would you do that? Well, you can do a complete fast with just water only if you'd like. You can do a sun up to sun down. In other words, uh, you, you get a little something in the morning, a little something maybe. Well, what, whatever. You want to fast one meal, whatever you'd want to do. But somewhere, get in the mode with me together as the church alive in agreement. There's something happens when we corporately fast. All right? And, and, and so every Tuesday for the next four weeks, get this down. Tuesday is fasting. Now, the next thing we'd like to do, so the second part of this is every Wednesday night for the next four Wednesday nights, we're going to take communion. Now, I'm an advocate of daily communion. That is where you have communion on your own. Get your own crackers at home. Get your own bread. Get your own juice. Get your own supply. There's no reason anybody can't do that. But whether you do that or not, at least join me on Wednesday nights at 6.30. Bring your youth. They got it going on. Bring your kids. We've got it going on. But every Wednesday night, join me in here at 6.30 for the next four Wednesday nights, and let's have communion together. The third thing you can do is join me for Saturday night prayer. That's at 6 p.m. for the next four Saturday nights. Have everybody say four. All right, so you can do this. The next four Saturday nights at 6 p.m. for prayer. Now then, I've got a bonus package for you. If you'd like that, everybody say, praise the Lord. I mean, this is kind of let's, like let's make a deal. If you didn't like door one, two, or three, I've got door number four. Amen. And so we're going to add this to you today. There are two other times that we have a prayer at the Church Alive, which are just really neat. Now, I realize that some of you, with the way your schedules are, you're not able to do this, but there's a Tuesday morning prayer and a Friday morning prayer. And I realize with children and so forth, many cannot do that, but you're joining us in the Spirit. What I'm going to ask you to do, though, but be aware of it, every Tuesday morning at 5.30 in this room right here, it's opened up. Now, then what I normally do is about 6, I just give an agreement prayer. Um, now, you, you come in here, you just kind of go do your own thing. We don't bother you. You're praying. Can I have a witness? You're doing your own thing. So that's at 5.30 on Tuesdays. At 6 a.m. on Friday morning, the youth coordinate, but everybody's involved. Everybody can come. In fact, there's a lot of us adults that come. And, and so it's not just youth, but it's everybody. And, and so it's at 6 a.m. on Friday. They meet in the edge. Just follow the drive right around this building. You'll see a sign there that says the edge. That's where they meet on Friday morning. So you've got two other opportunities you can become involved in. All right, if you're ready for this, say, I'm ready. 
Come on, let's give God praise for what he's going to do in the next four weeks. Come on, give him praise for what he's going to do. Amen. This is exciting. All right, so, so here's the scripture on this. Matthew 6.33 says this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you read chapter 6, he's talking about the things that you've been worrying about, the things that have been racing through your mind that you can't get out of your mind, if it's family, financial, future, whatever that it is. He says, if you'll seek me first in my kingdom, what is his kingdom? His kingdom, the kingdom of God, is his rule and his reign in your life. The rule and the authority of God in your life. The kingdom of God is not buildings. The kingdom of God is not this structure right here. This is just a structure where we come together. You're the church. So the kingdom of God is, 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 is a spiritual kingdom, but we have, dominance. we have dominance here if we will activate it. That's what he's saying. He's establishing that. And so he says that these things will be added. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 28 says this. It says that we, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Come on, somebody say amen on that. So you don't have to worry about what's going to happen in the world economy and the world governance. You're under covenant as a child of God. You're under another authority. That authority told us to be submitted to authorities here, but we have authority over all the power of the devil. That's the kind of kingdom we have. And the devil cannot uproot a believer because you've been given a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Now, Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 19, after Jesus tells Peter, you're the rock, and upon this kind of rock, the gates of hell shall not prevail. He says in verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. So if you'll seek first the kingdom, God will give you supernatural provision, and he's given you a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Then he says, I'm going to give you some authority. Somebody say, I'll receive the authority. Now look at this. You're not just someone who believes a fantasy or a theory you, my friend, are a child of God who has given you the authority to demonstrate his power on this earth. We're to be not just hearers of the word, but doers. He's given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Look at this. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You've got this authority. You've got the authority. Amen. And whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Now then we want to go to chapter number 18. It also talks about the same thing. Verse 18 says, Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. How many ready to bind the devil up out of your family? Yes, sir. You've got to take the authority. You're messing with your mind. Bind him out of your mind. Tell him he can't have access. Verse 19, he says, I, he said, I say to you, if two or three of you agree on earth and touching anything, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. We took time on Wednesday night. We just stopped right there. And I just said, I, I'd love to have all of you, but all I need is two or three. If you agree with me on three things that I believe God wants to do with the church alive in this city and in this region, and to turn this upside down. He told us we were going to be an epicenter. He told us that we're going to be like a tsunami wave of his glory and anointing in this place. So we agreed together for three things. I'm going to ask you to join with us in that agreement. Number one, for a revival of Holy Ghost and fire. 
in the entire city. Now, now before you pray that, do not frame that in your Pentecostal perspectives. Don't you, you say, well, God, I want to see a revival that they do this like they did somewhere else. He said in these last days he's going to do a new thing. Jesus said, I come to baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. So this is not a, an extreme Pentecostal thing. This is the work of Jesus. Amen. And Holy Ghost and fire means they're going to burn the devil out. You're not hearing me on this, all right? Because the Holy Ghost is your comforter, your helper. He gives you the power over all the enemy, and God is a consuming fire. So what happens when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire, not only will you speak with new tongues, but you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You'll have power to demonstrate. Amen. Are you hearing me on this? It won't be something, it won't look like you just coming to a big organized meeting where there are certain kinds of music and all that goes on. It's going to be from house to house, wherever you are, that I, my prayer is God will baptize your office, he'll baptize your house in Holy Ghost and fire. It doesn't have to be a weird thing, but it will be a supernatural thing. How many hearing me on this? Amen. I mean, how would you like it in your business? Somebody comes into your warehouse and they can barely move and all of a sudden, instead of having an accident, they have a healing in their back and they can take their back brace off and they're healed in the name of Jesus. How many hear what I'm talking about? How would you like to have the kind of power that when your kids have a fever, you don't just have to run them to urgent care, you just take the urgent anointing, hallelujah, and you anoint them and it leaves your house right there. How many hearing what I'm saying? Instead of having a cancer fear, amen, you remove all fear in the name of Jesus because you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Do I have two or three that agree with me? God said, do I have two or three that agree with me? He said right there, if two of you agree on earth touching anything they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is the promise that we have as believers. Second thing that I want to see, and I believe where God's calling us to this, is a divine healing revival. All kinds of things being healed. It doesn't have to be doctor, it doesn't even have to be doctor documented. It's going to be so God, hallelujah. Like the man said, I don't know who touched me. One thing I know, I was blind and now I can see, amen. The other man, he went walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. What we need is a dumpster out here for wheelchairs. Amen. We don't make a big deal out of it when you get on the parking lot. I, I, wouldn't it be great, I said on Wednesday night, if somebody pulled up into a handicapped parking lot, a parking space, and there was so much anointing they got healed right there and just ripped that handicapped thing right off their rear view. Come on, how many believe good things? Are, come on, how many believe it's possible? Amen. I'd like to see you take a lap out there before you ever come in here. And then the other thing I believe is an overflow of, of, of provision. Amen. Overflow of provision. Not so, that, so, so you'll just be able to go buy whatever you want to buy so you can take care of the needs that are in front of you. Can I have an amen, somebody? Instead of walking past somebody, say something ought to be done about that. Trey McCaskill and I were talking about it last night. When you're watching the news, don't you just watch the news and say, you know what, those poor people, that's terrible, what the devil is doing. You're a believer. You've got the power in Jesus' name. And even though you're not there with them right there, you say in the name of Jesus, spirit of deceit, spirit of murder, come off of them right now. You'd be delivered in the name of Jesus right now. How many hearing me over that right now? 
I mean, when you, when you hear that there's a virus hitting everybody in China, you say, in the name of Jesus, virus, I rebuke you right now. I've got the power, and I declare hallelujah, healing all over everybody. When you hear the suicide numbers have gone up, you say, I bind that right now in Jesus' name. I bind that. You better pray with me right now. Come on, quit looking at me and start praying right now. Come on, start praying right now. I need two or three of you to stand with me and pray right now. Come on, we're going to break this. Come on, two or three of you. Who wants to pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, we break the spirit of suicide off of these houses, off of these families, off of this city, off of this county, off of this campuses. Hallelujah. We rebuke you, you demon of darkness, in the name of Jesus. Set the captive free. Set the captive free. Hallelujah. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise. Let's do what Patty said earlier. Let's pray for your house again. Come on, right now. Come on, I want to pray for your house again right now. Come on, I want to pray for your relationships right now. Hallelujah, right now I clean out every house. We remove every, every speck of darkness in the name of Jesus. I pray for a physical healing cleanse through every house right now. I pray over that every home represented here right now will be a realm of divine healing. We're gonna walk in like we never walked in. In fact, we're just gonna walk in divine health. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe that in your covenant we don't have to be sick. I need somebody to believe with me right now. We don't have to get arthritis because we're getting older. Hallelujah. Enoch walked with you. Amen. He wasn't, he wasn't sick. He walked with you. Elijah, when he went up in the whirlwind, he wasn't sick. Hallelujah. He was just with you. I pray right now we're going to have good thinking. Hallelujah. Over every house. I bind conflict right now. I bind rebellion right now. I bind bitterness right now. I bind resentment right now. Hallelujah. I bind every addiction and in the name of Jesus right now. We break every chain. We break every yoke right now over the sons and the daughters. I don't care if they're in another country right now. I speak freedom and liberty over every house, every son, every daughter, every grandchild, over every grandparent. It, uh, I, need, I need a bunch of people with me right now just to lift your hands and say it's done in the name of Jesus. I need somebody to lift your hands and say it's a covenant. It's, in, it's, in, it's the kingdom being established. Hallelujah. It's done right now. Hallelujah. I speak life and not death. Come on, somebody speaking with me right now. A restoration. My body is healed. My, somebody needs to say that your reproductive system is healed right now. Your respiratory system is healed right now. Hallelujah. Your heart is being healed right now. Come on, church. Glorify God with me. Amen. Come on, when the Spirit of God moves in like this, you said you wanted the Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, when he moves in like this, you got to move with him, amen. you got to move with him, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Someone say right now that authority is released in my house right now. The authority of your word is released in my house right now. Every spirit of darkness, depression. Come on, come on. Cast depression out of your house right now. 
Come on, cast depression out of your house. Come on, go to work right now. Say, depression, I command you, you leave my house. You leave my house. How do you leave it? You leave it, you get off. You get off my couch, you get off my living room, you get off my porch, you get off my property right now. You're never going to come on there again. I will not be depressed. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. All things are working together for my good just because I love God and nothing can separate me from his love. Hallelujah. I declare if God be for me, then who can be against me? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Let's give him big hallelujahs. Come on, church. Well, take your microphone. So earlier he was talking about fire, and while it just hit my spirit about, you know, what it takes to, to start a fire, and, and it's usually dead wood, right, kindling. So I think some in here are battling with things that have, uh, have been dead for a long time, but you have trouble putting it on the fire of the Holy Spirit and letting him take care of it. You keep dragging this dead stuff with you. How many years are you going to role play in your mind what somebody did to you so long ago? It is a hindrance. And so along with that fire of the Holy Spirit, just take that as your kindling and throw it on there right now. And say, Father, just consume that thing because I want to go to a higher place. It's been dragging behind me for so long, I can barely move. But today, I'm throwing it on the fire. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit consume that thing. And I'm going to have the fire of the Holy Ghost replaced in my spirit. Would you do that right now? Everybody just be in agreement. Let's lift your hands and begin to thank him right now again. You're going to throw it. You're going to sacrifice that thing. Give it to him. Those days are over. He will help you with your memories. He will help you with stop rehearsing that over and over and over again. Give it to him once and for all. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. This is a, trans this is a transformation moment for your house right now. This is a transformational moment in your life right now. Just like the stone being rolled back so that Jesus could come out of that tomb, your stone is being rolled back right now. It's being rolled back right now. We're going to make a declaration of Jesus being the absolute Lord of your life right now. If you need to repent, you need to ask him if you can confess sin, whatever you need to do, but we're going to leave the past behind right now. Some of you right now, you feel like you've made mistakes that the enemy trapped you in. You wish you could have it back. You feel like you made a mess of it, but the Lord wants you to know he will lift you out of the deep, miry clay. Hallelujah. God doesn't hold it against you. He doesn't condemn you. He came to save you, deliver you, and to restore you. As Patty was saying that, I hear the word of restoration. I hear that fire refining you and purifying you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and God's going to do it in you right now. I need everybody in the, you might want to stand and receive it. Hallelujah. Don't you wait for somebody else. Don't you, nobody else is looking. We're all going to be praising God. But if you need to say, I need to make Jesus the absolute Lord of my life, I am kicking the past behind me. That fire's coming in me right now. Today is a transformation day in my mind and in my spirit, in my body, and restoration is taking over. I'm never going to be the same. Hallelujah. When Jesus 
Jesus got up, I got up. It's my resurrection day. Hallelujah. Come on, who will take it right now? It's my resurrection day. It's my family's resurrection day. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm in the hand of God and none can deliver me out of that hand. Hallelujah. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my rock. He's my refuge. He's my high tower and I will trust in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody reach out there and declare, you're my Lord. You're my Lord. Come on. Let the whole house do it right now. Cry it out. You're the Lord, you're Lord of all. You're Lord, come on, teenager. You're Lord of all right now. Hallelujah. You're Lord of all. Come on, young person. Come on, young family member. Come on, mom and dad. Come on, veteran. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, come on, worshiper. I'm a child of God. Jesus, you're Lord of all. No options. You're the Lord of all. I'm putting it all on the line today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's all on the line today. Praise his name. Now everybody in the room, lift your hands and say, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Come on, do it now. Come on, say it out loud. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm covered by the blood and nothing. Come on now, say, and nothing is stronger than that blood. Hallelujah. Come on, declare it. And nothing is stronger than that blood. Hallelujah. 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 Come on now, thank him that you're free. Come on, you just, you just, you're free. Come on, thank him that you're free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, every child pray. Come on. Come on, every child of God pray. Come on, just pray. Come on, just pray. Hallelujah. I got some more word for you. Take a moment here and pray. Hallelujah. Take a moment here and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to receive what he's done for you. Because you're about to be raised to a new level of victory that you've never seen before. Come on, it's coming your way right now. It's coming your way right now. I want you to do something. Don't hang your head low. Lift it up high right now. Just lift your head up high. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your head up high. Come on, be free. Come on, be free. Lift your head up high right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Scripture says lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. Now you keep praising God. Well, what, what happens sometimes when we make a transition like this? If you, you can stand and praise him anytime. You can keep standing. You can come to the altar anytime. Amen. You don't, you, just because I start doing something else don't mean you got to set. You, you do whatever you want to do. But I want to go to Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. And, and I, I'm not going to go through all of it, but I, I'm going to go through a part of this because you're, you're, you're going to have a, a huge breakthrough right here. It's already here, but this is going to be the icing on the cake. In chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles, Jehoshaphat is coming against a multitude of armies. And in, in fact, uh, it, it just, it was, it, it, verse 2 says it was a great multitude against him. But here's what he did in verse 3. It says, Jehoshaphat feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. That's what you're doing today. And he proclaimed a fast through all Judea. So I am, I am in total scriptural alignment calling the church alive to fast a minimum of four days this next month. 
That's a minimum of four days. You're going to, but so, so we're totally in line. And, um, and I'm just going to skip here a little bit, but you need to read a lot of these verses. Verse 12, it says, um, it, it says, uh, um, our, our God, will you not judge them? Look at this. We have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Some of you, what's been coming against you, whether it's past, whether it's mind, whether it's spirit, whether it's demonic, whatever that it is, you felt like you have no power against it. In fact, some of you feel like it just keeps coming against you. It feels like no, 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 no matter how much you bury it, it just seems to get new life. And it just keeps coming back on you. And it's, and it's kind of, but here, look at what it, today you're going to break it all. You're going to break it all. Amen. You know, and, 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 oh, hallelujah. 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 You, you, the fragrance of Jesus is repellent to the devil. You need to write that down somewhere, Patty. I'm going to remember that. Amen. So much has come together in this service. They begin to sing these songs and everything else. But the fragrance of Jesus, sometimes you've wondered about that. You know how it is? You put on insect repellent. How many know what I'm talking about? That stuff stinks, doesn't it? Insect repellent not only repels insects, it also repels humans. Nobody wants to be around you when you have that mess on. All right? It's terrible. But the fragrance of Jesus is a repellent. To Satan. It's a repellent. Amen. And, and uh, you know, when it, when it says here, you know, that you, you have, uh, let's, let's go on a little bit. You have no power against the great multitudes coming against, so we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Some of you, I don't, I don't know the next step. I, I don't have the strategy. You've been fasting, you've been praying, God, I need the strategy. And you're saying, I don't know the next step. It's okay. He knows it. You need to rest in that he knows it. He says in Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Remember, we walk by faith and not sight. Can I have a witness somebody on this? In verse 13, this is the reason I always tell you, bring your family to these prayer meetings, bring your kids and so forth. It says, now all Judah with their little ones. You guys want to know where I learned to pray? I didn't go to some school of prayer. I mean, when I was three, four, five, six years of age, I went to every prayer meeting my mom and dad had. I sat on the front row. My mom didn't give me a crayon book. That's all we had back then. We didn't have all your iPads and your phones and all that jazz. I mean, when it came to a prayer meeting, my mother said to me, you go down there at the altar and you pray. Now, in my house, what my mother said, you did. I didn't say to my mom, I'm sleepy. I didn't say to my mom, I didn't feel like it. Amen. Because if my mom got done with you, you'd feel something. And I went down there and I learned, how did I learn how to pray? Because there was a grandma and a grandpa and a mom and dad like some of you who got to, I'm going to preach just a little bit now, who got to get out of your seat and get to an altar and be a model of what it's like to pray. When was the last time your son and daughter and your grandkids heard you pray? Now all Judah with their little children, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Verse 14 said, the spirit of the Lord came upon them. You're not gonna go to God and he not come to you. Because the scripture says if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Amen. If you get in his presence, something is gonna happen. Verse 15, I'm gonna go to the bottom of it. It says, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. 
For the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, I've got the evidence of that. If you're a jury, I've already given you the evidence because you've got the keys of the kingdom and the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If you're having trouble on your workplace, you don't have to sue somebody. You just start praying for them in the Holy Ghost. Because before things move legally, they'll move spiritually. Come on, I just gave somebody in this place a word right there. If you're, if you're in a legal battle, before you get an ulcer and before you lose any more hair and before you lose any more sleep, you move that mountain in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and what's been done in the spiritual will manifest in the natural. Wow, praise God. Amen. I'm not giving the keys back. I don't think you heard me. I said I'm not giving the keys back. I've been given the keys of the kingdom and I'm not giving them back. Devil, you cannot have the keys. Amen. I like to say it this way when I'm preaching to myself, when I need to encourage myself. I got a couple messages that I just pull out and I just preach to myself. Amen. And one of them is there is no resurrection reversal. I've got a good imagination and I don't see Jesus falling off, hallelujah, from the right hand of the Father. I don't see him falling down and crawling sick back into the tomb and saying, you know what, I was better off there than not. Amen. Amen. No, uh He's already been glorified and the resurrection is not going to be reversed. He is resurrection in life and that life is in me right now. I don't have to fight in this battle, but I do have to show up spiritually. Are you hearing me on this? I don't have to fight this battle, but I do have to show up spiritually. I do have to seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness. I do have to make him the Lord of all. I do have to bind the devil, hallelujah, and I do have to loose the Holy Ghost and power, amen. Hallelujah. The children of Israel didn't have to jackhammer or dynamite the walls of Jericho, but they did have to walk by faith. Hallelujah. They did have to walk in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You may not go have to go dynamite the devil, but you may have to walk. I know I'm surprising some of you. You didn't know I can move like that. Hallelujah. Ah, praise God. But you may have to walk around your kid's bedroom a little bit. You may have to walk around the hospital room a little bit. Hallelujah. And I tell you, if you'll do it in the spirit, it'll happen in the natural. Somebody praise him. You better praise him if you want to go to lunch. Somebody say tomorrow. Come on, somebody say tomorrow. Look at verse 16. I love the GPS of the Holy Ghost. He said, tomorrow go down against them. Now remember, there's more of them than us. He said, but you go get them. But you remember, you're doing it in the spirit. Somebody say, all I have to do is show up. Come on, say, all I have to do is show up. Oh yeah, look at this. They will surely come up. 
He's telling them how what the enemy's going to do. He'll show you. He said the ascent of Ziz, that's where they're going to come. And you'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of, of Jero. He said, here's what you need to do, verse 17. This is huge. Are you ready? Come on, how many ready? Say, I'm ready. Come on, you got to get this, all right? Verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Come on, that's prophecy to every one of you right now. The conflict that is overwhelming, the opposition like you have never faced before in your life. You don't have to fight in this battle. Come on, can I have a witness, somebody? Come on, come on, are you with me on this? Huh? Patty said to me the other day, and she's right on this. She said, I think we need to walk through this rehab and cast out every foul spirit. Well, Mary, you with me on that one? Huh? She said, I don't know what all's been drugged into this place. Amen, amen. If you didn't build the house you're living in right now, you need to cast out every foul spirit that ever built it. But You ought to see me go into a hotel room. And if I don't feel right, ask Patty. We'll move. Time and time again, I've moved. Amen. I need a different room. Amen. I'm not staying in that room. I don't know about you. I'm not a quote dweller with any demon whatsoever. You don't need to fight in this. Look at this. It's good. You do not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. You gotta do this. Position yourself. How is that? It's in the spirit. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Now I want you to see something. He didn't tell you to go hunker down. Hey, I'm gonna have to quit. I got about 10 minutes. He didn't tell you to go get in the storm shelter when you're in the middle of a storm. He told you to stand up. He told you to take your position. Why? Because you're in the kingdom of heaven and you're in a kingdom that has authority. Come on, somebody say, I've got it. We used to sing an old song. I've got it, I've got it. Come on, somebody say, I've got it. Now this is huge, what he did. Watch this. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all of Judah that happened to Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and they worshiped the Lord. Their position, I want you to get this, and this is your position, is worship. So, so how, okay, so I'm gonna stand there and he's gonna do this. What am I supposed to do? Worship. Worship. May I put before you here today that worship changes everything. It changes your altitude and your attitude. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I'm going to throw that page away today. I'll get there some other time. I'm going to give you a break. You'll get to your green bean. Hang on, all right? It changes the atmosphere. Amen. It is incredible, but music does change the atmosphere. Come on, am I right? Come on, you ever go to the spa? Amen. You ever go to a rodeo? Well, she took my dog. She took my pickup. Come on, am I right? I mean, you're not going to go to a rodeo and they not have country music, I guess. A am I right? All of you that were, you know, 
about my age, did you go to your high school reunion? I didn't go. But all you were going to hear was the 70s Bee Gees, I promise you. Right? Am I right? I mean, that's all you were going to hear. Some of you are like, you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Music changes the atmosphere. Yes, it Come on, doesn't it? Yes. It changes. But who created music? God, not Satan. The Beatles are not the creator of music. It's God. So here's what they do is they worshiped. They worshiped. Amen. This even gets better. So here's what happened. So then the Levites of the children, verse 19, and uh, they all stood up like, I'm going to hurry through this. The Lord of God of Israel with voices. You're going to love this. You thought we did this just because we were Pentecostal. Loud and high. Can I hear a loud amen? That was like at five. Can I have a loud amen? This is a little better because I've heard some of you yell at your kids down the hall of the church. I love some of you come in here and won't do anything, but I hear you outside. Sit down. Oh, oh, hi, Pastor. (laughs) Verse 20, we'll get off of that. They rose early in the morning and they went to the wilderness. As they went out, eh, he said, said, hear me, believe in the Lord. Verse 21, when he consulted with the people, he pointed those who should sing to the Lord. So in other words, Otis is going to choose who's going to sing the parts. We're all going to sing, but he'll choose who gets the mics. All right? So this is the way he points some of them, all right? Have you all figured out yet the people with the mics are better than the rest of us? Have you all all figured that out so far, all right? There's a reason why I don't have a mic on the praise team. Amen. Well, so that says that went out. Now you see. They went out, consulted the people, appointed them. And, and here's what, they went before the army. They went out before the army. Before the artillery. Before the tanks. Before the weapons of mass destruction. They put out the choir. Right? And here's what they were saying. Praise the Lord. Oh, just come to the microphone and do this for me, all right? Come on. Come on, get up. Come on, brother. Come on. You, I know you move. You move fast. All right. Do this part right here. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. How'd they do it? Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Yeah. See, aren't you glad I didn't do that? It says, and when they began to sing and to praise, they didn't get together in a committee and vote. They didn't have a budget meeting. Well, right? That's all they begin to do. The Lord set an ambush. Are you ready for your enemy to be ambushed? Come on, how many ready for your enemy to be ambushed? In other words, he didn't even know what hit him. The people of Ammon and Moab, the people that are all against them, they were defeated. Now watch this. This is really cool what happened to them. Verse 23, for the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants. In other words, of Mount Zir, they started fighting each other. The armies that were against Jehoshaphat started fighting each other. How many know, that, how many know God knows how to confuse the devil? All right, now watch this. And so, so they were confused. They started fighting each other. Isn't that, isn't that what's happening in the world today? You see that? 
and I've got to end this. It said to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. They, they, they killed the people that they were in, in a union with, and then they started killing each other. Amen. Wow. Now, how can this happen? Well, so verse 24, so, so when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, which God had told them that's where they'd be, they looked toward the multitude, verse 22, and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. They didn't have to fight anybody. All they had to do was sing. All they had to do was worship. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise is another part. Otis preaches it this way. He says that praise is another part of your weapon. I'm going to tell you what. Here's what I came to tell you, and we're going to do it right now. You got to let go of your mind. You got to let go of your figuring. You got to let go of your methods and capabilities and all the natural, and you got to position yourself to praise your way out of this situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just got to start. You just got to start praising him. How many are ready to praise him? Come on, let me see two or three of you ready to praise him. Say, now, Pastor, how do I start this? Do I have to have Otis around? It's a good idea when you've got Otis around. But sometimes you don't have Otis around. And you're all by yourself. So what do you got to do? You just got to worship. Say, well, Pastor, what do I say? You say, praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. You say, Pastor, what if I don't feel like it? Do it anyway. Let me ask you this. Did you ever pay a bill when you didn't feel like it? I ain't got but two or three of you, amen. Did you ever go to school when you didn't feel like it? No and yes, which is it, amen. Did you ever go to work when you didn't feel like it and you're a doctor? Let me ask you, doc, did you ever go to work sick? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Better get back over here, Amen. Praise God. Amen. Anybody ever stayed married when you didn't feel like, oh, I got to get away from this? Don't y'all answer that. Don't you answer it. Don't you even look at her. Amen. And you'll get a black eye. We'll pray for healing over you here before it's over. Amen. I'm asking you, did you ever do something that you didn't emotionally, physically, mental feel like it? Hallelujah. But you knew you had to do it. Amen. When the devil thinks he's got you down, hallelujah, you've got to lift up your voice. You've got to stir it in there. Amen. And if you don't, hallelujah, you've got to sing it out. You've got to praise it out. You've got to worship it out. Here's what happens when you worship. You change the atmosphere. You pulverize the devil. You prophetically release victory. And then what happens is you stir up joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. Are you ready to annihilate the enemy that's come against you, the opposition that's come against you? Are you ready? Amen. Some of you men say, well, I don't sing very well. I know you're terrible, but you're going to sing anyway. Amen. That's a good thing about when we get to heaven. We're all going to be transformed. We're all going to make one big voice. Holy, 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 holy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Which was and which is and which is to come. Amen. You got to just lift it out of you. Amen. You just got to lift it out of you. Amen. Before you stand, before you lift your hands, anything like that, just to start it right there. Come on. Okay, now I'm going to help you on this. Some of you need a little help, all right? Patty talked about fire. 
praise is your kindling, amen. <laughs> I said praise is your kindling, amen. Come on, stir up a little praise right there where you're sitting. Come on. Come on, just out loud, praise him. You say, well, Pastor, I'm Baptist. I didn't ask you that. Are you a child of God? Begin to praise him, amen. Come on, begin to praise him right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to worship him right there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Just lightly, just a little bit over here on this one, amen, if you don't mind. Cherry Lynn, you got a word from God? Get hand her that microphone right there, Patty. Praise God. P pull up that song, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm No Longer a Slave. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Maybe. We'll see. She might start singing. As Pastor was sharing, I heard the Lord say, there's a lot of you that believe I am God, but you don't believe who you are to me. I love you. You are my sons and daughters. And, I, and the reality is some of us are worshiping Jesus, but like, okay, Jesus, you're over here, I'm here. And even as the as pastor was saying, you know, he should be Lord of your life. But I heard the father say, he should be your life because you are dead. And those things of the past are not alive anymore. And those things the enemy tried to bring back are not alive anymore. And you should be receiving the life that Jesus died to give you. He is your life. And this is why intimacy with him is important. Because he has to fill you. He has to do the work in you that you're looking for to be done. It's not, you, you don't have the ability to change those things you're so desirous to change. But if you allow, if you set aside your own efforts and you allow the spirit of Christ to do that work in you, you will evolve to that place you've really been desiring. And in that place, what the enemy is doing wouldn't even phase you. Because you'd be so in his love, you'd be looking at him. And then seeing what the Lord is going to do to him. But what he is desiring from you is for you, you to open up yourself to be intimate with him so that he can fill you with the life that he, he died to give you. Because the old man is dead. And you got to stop resurrecting that stuff. He's not looking at that. He's not looking at your faults. He's not looking at your mistakes. He wants to give you and fill you with what he has for you. So you could walk in the fullness of what Jesus created you to be in the earth. And that will flow from you. You won't have to churn it up, create it, come up with a script. If you let him fill you with himself, with his love, which is his fire. It will flow from you. And that love is the fragrance of Christ. That love will cause it when you walk into a room, the enemy can't stand up and the people that are lost will see a light walk into the room and they'll want to know what's changed in your life. Embrace him today and lay aside your efforts. Yes. Thank 
Thank you, Dear. The um, let me give something real quick. Uh, the the uh, when you position yourself in the Spirit of God, you don't have to make up something to worship with. It'll just come up out of you. It'll be in the Spirit. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So, sometimes I go back and I, I watch the service, and I do a lot, and, and I'll say, did I say that? Did I do that? Wow. i got to be more sophisticated. But, but there's things that happen under the anointing that you wouldn't do any other way. An anointed worship, not just singing. That's what he said. They were anointed. That's the third part, but I'll finish that next week. That's what changed everything. Years ago, here's the story. Years ago, we were in a, a, a Sunday morning service, and it was before we were at this building, at the other building. And it, it was small, and, and the platform was like, I was like right, way out here close to people. And it was kind of around like this. And, and we were singing and glorifying God. Man, the worship was just lifting. And, and I came down, there was a, I, I came down like I do a lot there. I came down to stand down here to pray, whatever. I don't know. And as people sat down, some of you heard this story. As people sat down, there was a man who stood up. Now, I'm large. I'm massive. Sarcastic. He was big. He stood up and he said, quickly, he said, why are you doing all this singing? What's this got to do with anything? And that anointing. Before it came through my brain, it came out of my spirit. And before I knew what I had done, I pointed at him, which I don't do because Patty will just break that. I just don't, fingers, I don't do that. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you either sit down or you leave. And then my mind, kind of like Peter walking on the water, thought, what did you just do? How many know what I'm talking about? It just came out of your mouth, and you're like, oh, blah, 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 get, get, come here, come here, come here. You know, because then my mind was like, what if he doesn't do either? But there was such anointing. A man told me later, he was sitting there close on the front. He said, when you pointed your finger, I ducked. And I went, really? Wow. And, and immediately that man hit the door, and he left. His wife stayed there. It was their first time here. Beware if it's your first time here. It was their first time here. And, and anyway, after the service, she was still there. And she came up to me. And she said, Pastor, I, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over him. I said, it, it's, no, it's no big deal. Her name was Glenna. I said, Glenna, it's, it's no big deal. I said, let me pray for you right now. And I prayed with her. And I guess her husband had, had gone home, left her. And, and so I had... A young man with me, his name is Ronnie Hoover. He is the uh, Chi Alpha director at uh, U of A. He was interning with me. He was an intern. And, and um, then I had Dennis Barron. Uh, some of you remember Brother Dennis. And, and I said, the two of you, come with me. Let's get in the church van so they won't know my vehicle. <laughs> Got to be wise about this. And let's go to his house. And let's pray for him. And they're like, are you serious? 
kind of like that coming out of my mouth. Yes, I'm serious. Went to his house, never forget it, right off 64, out there by the drywall place. I knocked on that door, and I'm going to tell you what. When he opened up the door, he's probably about your size, Trey. When he opened up the door, he filled the door. How many know what I'm talking about? I just remember seeing abdomen. And I thought a little bit of boxing experience, I might just have to Joe Frazier right here. And my two people that I brought with me that were my guardians, they were back there at the van. Can I have a witness somebody? His name was M.L. Powell. He hit his knees right there. I didn't even say a word. And he just said, I need to get saved. I'm like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I said, well, M.L., let's go in your house. He picked me up. Again, I'm huge, so it takes a lot. Greg, he just picked me up. Off my feet. Just picked me up. I thought, Lord, what's he going to do now? He just picked me up, took me in the house. Got his knees right there. We led him to the Lord. Prayed deliverance on him. Brought him back that night. Baptized him in water. The next week, I did his funeral. True story. Something happens when you let that anointing come out of you. Even in worship. Trey, I'm going to get there in just a second here. Right now, just lift your hands. Come on, he's here right now. Come on, just lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you that spirit of fear will come off of you right now. Are you ready? Spirit of fear. Be not afraid. Be not dismayed. Because of the opposition, we're going to position ourselves in the realm of the Spirit, and you're going to do a mighty thing. I'm no longer, start right there. Come on, praise it. Can you, can you say that again? Come on. Come on, if you want an anointing praise that, come on, stand with me and do it. Longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. For I am a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, you're a great army. Let it out. 
Michael, throw up the verse. Throw up the verse. Throw it up right now so he'll see it. Come on. <laughs> I love this part. Look at this. You surround me with a song. Yes. make a way where there seems to be no way? Come on, as you praise, it's happening now. Would you lift both your hands and just say, it's happening right now. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give out the hallelujahs. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Come on, you're practicing that song. Come on, you're going to use it all week long. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Michael, throw it up there. You split the sea, hallelujah. Come on, come on. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. Come on. My fears were drowned in perfect love. <laughs> you rescued me so I could stand. Do that again. You're standing, you're singing. I'm a child of God.
I'm, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for your house. You've been praying for your family. You've got victory in there. It's gonna, it's, it's, the atmosphere has been changed right now. The atmosphere has been changed. The attitudes have been changed. It's happened. This is your day. Amen. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Trey, would you come up here with me? Take that microphone. I'm just going to ask you to, to join me in prayer right now. I want you, everybody, close your eyes. I just want you to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. You've got something on your mind, you can say that, then I want you to pray with me. Hallelujah. Pastors, um, even last night as we were um, praying, I saw such abundance, such abundance of provision. The Father wants us to know it's here, it's released. One thing also that came to me as you were ministering, and you said it again and again, prayer, though, to the Father on behalf of a situation, prayer is not taking authority. Speaking to the mountain is taking authority. Binding and loosing, decreeing and declaring what the Father has said, that's taking authority. You pray to get the wisdom, get the strategies, to get the words, the language, and then you begin to speak those words that the Father has commanded over that situation. And that thing is then released. You bind. The word says, speak to the mountain, be removed, be cast and see, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have whatever you say. The Lord says, what you say over that situation is what will be. And what are we saying? Only those things that he's authorized us to say because that thing has already been, that thing has already been spoken to. And it's waiting for us, the earth, spirit realm is waiting for us to, to take hold of it by commanding it to do whatever the Father has commanded. And then that's when you employ your angels. Because in Malachi it says, the Lord, he's the Lord of hosts. Ha <laughs> ha, he's the Lord of hosts. So don't forget that's a part of our salvation. They minister to us heirs of salvation. So don't forget to deploy. We're not employed by heaven. We're deployed by heaven. Our provision comes from up on high. So when you speak his word and you release, that's when you begin to see the manifestations of glory. But he wants us to know in this house, that there is abundance. Do not be distracted by what you see. Haven't I spoken? Whose report will you believe? Be not deterred, be not distracted by what you see, by the reoccurring patterns. Uh, don't look to those things that are temporal. Look, to, look, look up above where your life is hidden with Christ in God. Speak those things I've commanded because I've already released them. As you speak them and agree with me, you'll have what you say, which is what I've said to you. This is a day of abundant provision. There is no lack. How can there be lack when my streets are paved with gold? Ah, ha, ha. Not gold overlay, gold. So go forth as my sons and daughters and decree and declare because I'm glorified in you when you have what you say. That establishes my covenant in this earth and I'm doing it through you. Now is the day God calls, God gives life to the dead and calls things that were not as though they already were. 
Lord, we thank you for the abundance of the provision of your power. We thank you there is no lack in you. It's all power. We thank you for the abundance of your peace, the abundance of your joy, the abundance of your healing, yes. the abundance of a sound mind, yes. the abundance of open ears right now, Father. Now we thank you. You've given us the song. You've given us the ability to sing it. You've given us the ability to stand against all that opposes us. We're going to stand and glorify you and worship you every moment of our life. Hallelujah. Our homes are changed. The atmosphere is changed. The earth has changed today, Father, wherever we are, because we are light in darkness. We're power in your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We glorify you. We praise you. We magnify your name. Come on, Church Alive. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. As we sing it, God bless you. Join us at 530 for Bible study. See you Wednesday night. Tuesday, fast day. Saturday, prayer. God bless you. I'm no longer a slave to sin. For I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. For I am a child of God. Child of God.